Hey everybody, welcome back to Kira's Kingdom, the Death Long Podcast. I am your host, Riley, joined by one Mr. Mosef Diggity. What is up, everybody? And we are back once again. Uh, we did not have our uh, usual recording dates this week, unfortunately. We are here on Thursday. Usually we do Tuesdays and Thursdays. But uh, my internet provider shit the bed <laughs> in my area. <laughs> I, I It was really annoying because I like it like kind of worked, but not really. Like it worked just enough to taunt me. <laughs> that like, fucking I, sucks. I hate yeah. that shit. <laughs> like, um, it wasn't out entirely, but it was like I would try to load a web page and it would run super slow. And I would like try to play a video and it would take like 80 years to load. So I couldn't watch Death Note. I obviously couldn't join a Discord call. Uh, so I was fucked. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. Uh, well, that's okay, because now we're here to talk about Death Note episode 20, Makeshift, uh, which aired February 27th, 2007 in Japan. The episode director was Hiroyuki Tsuchiya. And now let's talk about this episode, because this is quite an interesting one, folks. But I guess before we talk about the episode itself, Death Note opening 2, folks. This is the first yeah. episode in which the second opening of Death Note is used. Uh, I believe yep. it's called... Uh, I believe it's called What's Up People, and it's by Maximum the H, if I'm remembering the name and art of the song correctly. Um, so, Mo, I know you had opinions on this. In fact, I had to stop you from talking about it uh, when we were doing our movie show. You were so excited. I was like, no, shut the fuck up. We have Kira opening, too. Dude, uh, all bullshit aside, because like my number one favorite anime opening of all time has got to be Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. Uh, and... I think this might have beat it out. And I'm a huge, huge fan of Ghost in the Shell. Like everything Ghost in the Shell, I'm like super, super into. And uh, this was really, really fucking cool. I kind of thought for a second that this was like maybe a system of a down clone or something that they got. But like, dude, I've heard, I've listened to the song like eight or nine times already. Like I, I, I woke up, I like this song like woke me up this morning in like the best way. Like, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's fucking good and uh the the artwork the design everything going on it's just it's really 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 well done and i thought that i was gonna i, I kind of missed the uh the one that we've had for like the last 19 episodes because i'm used to it and uh i like the but uh the the transition from the uh the i guess first season to second season if you want to call it that with the switching of the uh, new intros I, and, I guess you uh, could call it that if you if you were based it just on the intros but i believe tents and purposes death note is considered a one season 37 of course episode of anime. course of course uh but anyway yada yada uh i i loved the intros and outros of the show and then i paid special attention to this one and the outro I haven't watched either of the is... outros. Actually, no, no, no. I, I lied. I actually watched outro one for the first time uh, last time we did Kira's Kingdom. Uh, I watched the episode and I was like, you know what? I'm going to let the outro play because I usually. Did. And because like, it's you like, know, it in seems the like a huge it. drug trip. Like it's like, yeah, yeah. 
but his mind's fucking breaking because like at the last like five seconds you see that glass shatter up above like in on his head and so that's what i'm thinking like he's just like going through all this shit and uh when the darkness finally comes out which i think that's what the outro sort of signifies because he's the man walking against the crowd and he's just got this look of death uh on his face the entire time in the outro and the outro is really well done as well i thought uh but so, god that, that the opening the opening for death note is fucking rocking dude it fucking rules dude i just want to apologize first of all because i know there's background noise on my end because it's raining and i'm in like a weird room where the elements are very well heard uh so i oh, apologize well. for that um but uh my question to you is, did you notice uh, the characters we have not met yet in this opening? Uh, I haven't seen any. I, I don't recognize any of these characters yet. Then again, well, no, you no. know, a, um, a lot of them are like, you know, we see L, we see, you know, Ryuk and uh, uh, yeah, Lisa. yeah, yeah, there's yeah, there's but like, two, I think, three or four characters, new characters. I, there are two <clears throat> that I can think of, but maybe there are ones I didn't notice. Well, I, I I know that you have, I think, two... You know, I, I actually don't know. I mean, I, I watched, like, the Death Note opening to uh, the second opening just a few minutes ago. You figured I'd retain some of that knowledge. But then again, I guess I just don't uh, recognize them, like, right offhand. But there was uh, the, still... The, the blonde guy and the white-haired guy. Yeah. Those are the two people that I remember in the opening that you don't know who they yeah, are. Yeah, and, and then the two women, I think. There were women. Yeah, yeah I, I don't remember it very well either. Yeah, I think there was like <laughs> three or four people in there. But yeah, it's fucking amazing, dude. Like, uh, I think because I'm feeling a, a new Ghost in the Shell standalone complex watch through uh, here pretty soon. Maybe a little mini marathon. I don't, have you watched it yet? A standalone complex? I've literally seen no Ghost in the Shell. You want to do like a little? Well, I, it's it's kind of a longer series, so you want to do maybe a couple of episodes separate from this, where you watch uh, one of the one of the I, I guess like a, a, a arcs or whatever, because the arcs uh, are generally the arcs are generally like three or four episodes, and then you have a bunch of standalone episodes. It's kind of like a real show. But uh, I don't know. It's it's fucking awesome, and I want to spread the love of Ghost in a Shell standalone complex to everyone I know. Yeah, I don't, for me, it's like I definitely I don't know what I want to do after Curious Kingdom. Well, I've already pitched what I want to do, but I don't think you're willing to do that. Uh, so no, no, uh, you, you second, wanted to do uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, right? No, no, no. I meant like the most recent pitch I gave <clears> you, where once we finish Curious Kingdom, we go back to doing the Dickheads podcast. <laughs> oh fuck that no hell no i love doing this man i'll if dude you might actually get me to become like a full-fledged like you know newbie weeb because like i'm an old school weeb and no one can take that shit from me but like i don't know maybe maybe i'm just a weeb in denial maybe a closeted weeb if you will <laughs> because like i know a bunch of anime and i've watched plenty of it there's shit that I've liked. I've sat through like at least a hundred fucking Naruto episodes and watched all of it. Like, uh, I, I get some of the action too much filler for me, but you know, I, I get why people like it. You see, you know, an anime filler is like, I think a lot of it has value. I've talked about this before. Didn't we, we actually did an entire mocast on this. Didn't we? I don't think so. Well, 
uh, I don't Dude, we did mocast on anime, anime and i spent like half the time we have talked we, we have yeah, we, we have we have talked about anime yes we did do an anime episode and i believe i spent like half the time talking about how i like a lot of anime filler uh particularly using dragon ball z as my prime example uh where there's oh, okay, a lot of okay. a lot of fun filler that kind of fleshes out the characters like the arc where um uh, Goku and Vegeta are flying around uh, Boo's body, trying to find their way out. Um, there's the, uh, the the episode where Gohan meets some orphan children. Uh, that that one was pretty good. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good filler in Dragon Ball Z. There's the one where uh, uh, the, the Earthling uh, Z fighters, so like Yamcha, not Krillin, but like Yamcha, Tien, Chaozu. Yeah, the those ones. Uh, they fight. Uh, the Ginyu like, Force. The Beyond the B team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the other world, those those guys, they fight the Ginyu Force. Mm-hmm. That, that was a good filler. There's a lot of good filler in Dragon Ball Z. The whole, uh, the other world tournament, uh, where Goku fights Pycon, that's all filler. And that was yeah. really cool. Uh, I, I, some of it was filler until we got to the tournament episodes. And the tourna- tournament episodes uh, are some of the Pycon's best. Pycon's not canon at all. No, yeah, he is. Because he's no, in he's DBZ. Not. Yes, he is. No, I'm saying, Mo, we're going to again, again get to this argument, but the technical definition of filler in the anime community is anything that is not present in the manga. And no, man, the entire other no. world tournament is not present in the manga. The, the manga doesn't matter compared to the fucking TV show, man. There's like plenty of us. Me but that's included. what filler is. I've never, read a fucking filler. Ma- I've never read a fucking page of manga in my life. Well, no, that's a lie. I, 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 I've read some Parasite manga, which was really, really good. No, I'm just saying Other the real that, definition of filler is anything that is not present in the anime's manga is considered filler. It, it doesn't matter, though, man. In the show, though, it's fucking perfectly canon. Because there's show canon and fucking book canon, or manga canon in this case. Just like Game of Thrones has show canon and book canon. Y- you've got to separate the two. Both are canon, they're just in a different perspective. No, but yeah, Game of Thrones goes like a different route, like entirely. The thing about Dragon yeah, Ball it, Z it is does. it follows... It follows the manga. It just adds shit, and that shit is yeah. filler. Is yeah, what but it's considered. It, it, it's canon in the show, and the show. It's not though because the they people. never reference yes, it, it during the actual episodes where they're covering the manga. It's just there to fill in time. It doesn't matter if it's not in the manga or not. It was. It's canon because it's when Goku dies. I think at the end of uh, the. Yeah, it's canon that Goku is the- dead and that he's in the. Other yeah, world and, never and partakes meets, in an yeah. other world tournament. They, dude, they they meet the uh, the the, uh, the the fucking other uh, uh, other Kai's have been in like the, the West Kai, East Kai, North Kai, South Kai. They're in the show like a bunch of times. That tournament is in there. I think PyCon make makes one more appearance, like a very very in the passing, movie. Which in a movie? No, I think it's in the show as well. He but might it's very very. Passing. He might appear like they add him like you know maybe I think well like Goku's fighting Boo or something might be like wow look at him go. <laughs> yeah, well, all right. Therefore, he's canon. Pycon exists. He's in the continuity. He doesn't exist within like the main canon though because they never reference him in any canon episodes beyond maybe like a small cameo. Um, because and- they, they, they're fucking terrible at doing that. Like, seriously, the people that make Dragon Ball Z, there's some a lot of unresolved storylines. Because the filler episodes exist to fill in time, and the only episodes that actually matter are the ones that are adapting the manga. 
I totally fucking disagree with you on this because there's manga canon and show. You know what? All right. Let's let's do a poll, okay? For for the people who are who watched and listened to this show, all right. I we'll, almost we'll do... guarantee I won't remember to put a straw poll in the description, but maybe I will. And if there is one, go vote on it. All right. It, it does it matter if it's in the manga? Yes or no? All right. Or well, you know, no, 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 no. Let, let me. I'm sorry let, to let inform me, you. Let me go I... ahead and reward. Let me reward that. All right. Is the sh- Are there two separate? Fuck. You know what? I have the first one. I, I know. Said. I, I, I know what you mean. What I'm trying to say, but uh, no, I, I'm sorry to inform you. I know you're a big anime weeb, so you're not like super involved in anime communities on the internet. Anybody who's enough of an anime nerd to be watching episode 20 of Kira's Kingdom probably agrees with me because the anime community is very avid on this. Well, I think that those people are fucking wrong, and you know this is how it is, man. There's show canon and fucking manga canon, book canon, if you will. I'm well, just yeah, saying I, the show canon as in, in I, I think people agree with what you're saying, but what you see in your show is sh- what you see in your head is show canon. They just see is not on canon at all. Like, OK, the stuff in the show, it exists, but it's not canon. It's like a it's never Goku began because it didn't happen. It's a it's a separate Goku exclusive adventure, but just in like, you know, for him, everyone else is, you know, like they're they're recovering and all that stuff. And then Goku comes back after the freaking tournament is done. And it's a really, really cool uh, fucking uh, uh, little uh, stretch of episodes. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Mean, it's still, really cool. They just got well, done. But yeah, it's, and, I'm and, just and saying cell, that it's filler. C- uh, cells in hell. Yeah, that's another thing that makes it canon. This is right after. Uh, yeah, this is right after Cell dies. Yeah, this is right after Cell dies and King Kai fucking yeah, dies. Yeah, it's like uh, they're the, not. The bug and the fucking little ape. Yeah, so it is canon because they're they're including it in the current timeline because PyCon fucking trumps fucking uh Cell like it's fucking nothing disposes of fucking King Cold and fucking Frieza but and then the, Ginyu the Force, reason like why these episodes are the shit out of them. Let me tell you something here. This is a big power scaling thing. Why these episodes can't be canon, right? Uh, let me tell you a story. Uh, okay, oh. yeah. Regale me uh, with some DBZ knowledge. In the, in the other world tournament, uh, along with PyCon, there's this other human character named Olabu. Do you remember him? The guy with the blonde hair? Uh, yeah, the one that uh, 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 King Kai says a lot of your Earth's uh, uh, ancient uh, tales ancient are legends based, are based, on, based on this guy. Yeah, so it's basically yeah, so, standing for Hercules. Yes. So they state in that episode that Olabu is almost as strong as PyCon, right? Mm-hmm. And PyCon beats the shit out of Cell and Frieza in hell, right? Yeah. And then in a later filler episode, Mo, I don't know if you know about this one. In a later filler episode, after Boo kills everyone, Yamcha is in the other world, and he absolutely beats the fuck out of Olabu. From Yamcha? Yes. I mean, that was like, but that that's like, you know, time, a lot of time has passed and all that. So, you know, maybe Yamcha got fucking stronger than that. And no, because then he would actually be useful against Boo. Okay. Like no one gives a shit. I'm just saying that those episodes don't make sense in canon because they show Yamcha beating the shit out of Olabu, who's supposed to be as strong as Pike. 
God. Well, maybe for once, fucking Yamcha did his goddamn job and wasn't a fucking embarrassment to the Z fighters. You know, it could be that. <laughs> I suppose, but uh, you'd think he might have put a little bit more of a dent in Majin Buu if that were the case, if he were that strong. Yeah, no fucking way, man. Uh, not I, I even don't mean like... that he would. Uh, I don't mean that he would like defeat him, but I mean maybe he would have put up more more of a fight than just like screaming in a freeze frame before being eaten. Uh, nah, like Yamcha gets the sausage uh, right at, right down the fucking throat and up the ass every single time. I'm sorry. It's fucking Yamcha, man. He, he's a fucking, he's a joke. No one in Japan likes him. No one in America likes him. Yet he's still in the fucking show. No, I think Yamcha is actually a very popular character because he's comic relief. You know who people in Japan don't like? Weird. The least popular Dragon Ball Z character and including the curatorium himself does not like this character tn oh yeah no one like he doesn't uh tn's not unliked which really sucks because he had that really cool showing in the cell saga before he, he was uh he was in perfect cell he was beating him down like fucking crazy and that was really cool and that was the time that i really liked all the z fighters until they're like, fuck these people. We're just going to focus on the ultra powerful ones that I know you guys like. And there, thus, we get like the main cast and then the fucking D listers that nobody gives a shit about. Like, tell me there's a fucking fan base for Chaozu. And I'll point out a bunch of liars. And yeah, no, nobody's a fuck about Chaozu. But I think there are fan bases for, you know, Tien and Yamcha and Master Roshi. Uh, oh, yeah. Master Roshi's the fucking MVP of the fucking Universal uh, uh, tournament arc. Apparently, he puts up a fight against Jiren in the manga, from what I've heard. I don't know the details, but apparently Master Roshi actually puts up a showing against Jiren. Oh, well, yeah, because Master Roshi's the fucking man. And, like, he just, like, he, he did so much shit in there and finally, you know, like, he, he went out like a fucking champ, man. Everyone else is sort of like, dude, like, Master Roshi's MVP of the uh, Tournament of Power, I think. I just wish that the Tournament of the Power in the manga is what we got in the anime, because it seems like there's so much better shit. Like, uh, Gohan gets done dirty in the anime, but I I've talked about this before, but in the manga, he does fucking great. Like, he, he does lose, obviously, but he loses in a tie with fucking Kefla. He ties with a fusion. Now, that's badass for just regular old Gohan, and I wish <laughs> that's what happened in the anime. I don't like Go uh, Goku uh, Gohan. Yeah, because they fucking give him the sausage. But if they made him well, yeah, do be it's, better, it's it's not. It's really not that. It, it's the disastrous fucking Saiyan saga that I didn't give a shit about at all. Every time I, I saw, every time I see the saga, every time I see the fucking Saiyan outfit, I'm already pissed, and I know it's going to be a bad episode. No, that's that how you're going to fucking so, hate it. You see. I think me, me and you are fundamentally different uh, because I really appreciate episodes that take the time to focus on characters instead of the overarching plot. And I think the Saiyaman saga was great and charming and a great way to reintroduce us to the character of Gohan after the time skip. It's just that I didn't think it was very good. I mean, there's plenty of episodes in, say, like Death Note, which we should probably get back to talking about soon rather than later. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, th there's plenty of episodes in Death Note that are like, you know, they're kind of talkies and nothing really happens. No one dies. There's just character development. So I like it. It's just that I didn't care too much about a lot of the 
character developments in uh, the Dragon Ball universe. And really, it's sort of a it's 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 because of a, a supers a super strengths supers strength isn't in uh, the character development too much. It's in the action and then like the the uh, the quick one off episodes like the lead up to the tournament of power. I think where each character that Goku recruited, with the exception of Krillin, who got a part two, which was really good. Each character got one episode. And that was it. There wasn't like four or five fucking episodes. I didn't have to pretend to care about fucking Great Saiyan Man or Yamcha or anything. It was one and done. So that was good. It's just that in DBZ, I didn't think it was very good on a lot of them. But that's, I really uh, dislike the way the characters are handled in Super in a lot of cases. Like Some, I, some I, yeah. Some, yeah. I fucking hate what they did to Goku. Like they absolutely assassinated my boy. Yeah, they they kind of make their their uh, his character is kind of like a parody of a stupid redneck farmer, like in America, because like he he's he's dumber than average, like like than, than normal. Like we we know that Goku is a little bit like touched, but this one like he's he's really fucking stupid. Like I ain't got no time to do this. He's, he's a dumb fucking as farmer, and, and he doesn't care. No, not at all, not at all. Which I think is kind of a funny thing uh, w- with Goku is like he cares, but it's like how a fucking serial killer would care. But like he still retains some of his emotions, you know. Because let's be real here, Goku's killed a lot of people, and like the concept because Dragon Balls could just fucking revive anyone with the snap of the fingers. Like the concept, he's probably lost. He his mind's probably lost in the concept of death and and the afterlife because all he's got on his mind's the fucking fight. I just I hate it because Goku was the strong character in Dragon Ball Z, where you know he was goofy, he was silly, he was a little bit dumb, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, he was he cared about his friends, he cared about his family, and he was a hero. And then in Super. He's obviously still a hero in that he fights the bad guys, but it's just that he doesn't fucking care. Like, he, he's, he's completely character assassinated in that he's just been around the whole time. He has, like, no care in his heart for anything. Uh, they they there, give you very few some... scenes. There's a yeah. couple scenes. But most of the time, he's just being a fucking doofus. Like, I'd say the last time we see Goku's character as I know it shine through in Battle of Gods. Not the super arc, but the movie. Because we yeah, see the- Go- he's being goofy, he's being dumb as bricks, but he's he's hungry saying, so he wants to fight beer and comes to Earth and he defends it, and he fucking has that big moment where he screams I won't let you destroy my world and goes super saiyan and starts kicking Beerus's ass. Yeah, uh, it, it's really sad other than the movies, the two movies, uh, you don't have an ally to good nightmare to you sort of moment in Dragon Ball Super. And he really is like, it's, it's fine that Goku single, you know, singular minded, like he's just hyper focused on getting stronger and better. And that he doesn't uh, like his caring really doesn't shine through too much. Like you said, but still, if you look at it, like there's more like emotional character development, for Vegeta in, in in Super than there is for Goku, I think. 
but uh it's it's if you just if you're just into the action part of it you're you're kind of fine with it but uh if you if you're like wanting some like uh some deeper cuts like you got from dragon ball z or even dragon ball itself unfortunately i don't think you'll find that in super and i hate it because i fucking love the shit out of super i was having with super but at the end of the day it didn't keep me gripped like i i got back into it for a while I watched, I think, most of the Resurrection F arc, and I was like kind of enjoying it, but then it just, I kind of fell off. It did, it didn't keep me gripped. Well, the yeah, the the movies are a lot better than the uh, the two, uh, like episode arcs, episodic arcs in Super that they put in there. That it's essentially just a fight filler. That's what it is. Fight you see, filler. For me, um, I hold think... on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. You'd say it's fight filler and then dialogue and then some more fight. Well, yeah, but, you know, I'm just trying to make that point that I was trying to do for 30 seconds. Anyway, I understand. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say real quick before we move on. I know you were about to try to get us off this conversation, but I got one more thing to say. Um, I think uh, Battle of Gods, the movie, is much fucking better than the super arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it just goes on for too fucking long, man. For me, when it comes to the Resurrection F arc, I like the expansions that are made in the anime. I think I prefer the Super arc over the movie in that case. Yeah, uh, I, I hate to say, I, I hate to feel that way. I still feel like the movie's a little bit better, but uh, you know, it's it's nice to have that sort of uh, in the official Super Show continuity, I suppose, because Dragon Ball has like a whole history of having movies that aren't exactly like canonical to the universe itself, you know, cause you never like see any of the other ones. Like they, they never talk about fighting Broly like this Broly that we have now, the new, the uh, Dragon Ball super Broly movie. That's his official introduction into the canon of the universe. Yeah. We because have the yet Dragon to see Ball him Z in the show. Canon. Yeah. But th- this is the first m- canon movie uh that they got i think it's like one of the first big ones that had a really great reception uh in the movie theaters as well the other ones uh, there's battle a of gods of them. and resurrection f did pretty good oh they were in theaters too uh yeah battle of gods was in theaters wasn't it i actually went to go see dragon ball super broly in theaters oh lucky lucky which uh you know not to not to bury the lead or anything but we might talk about about that in our movie stream i don't know ah. i dig it i dig it yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm all about it uh but yeah uh let's go ahead and talk about death note here uh death makeshift note. so uh the episode starts off uh the yotsuba meeting uh which is being watched very closely uh by ellen light in the test force gang um uh which is actually we left off of that cliffhanger last episode uh, they see that uh, one of the members is missing, uh, which they find out is uh, Hattori, who has died. Uh, he's been killed by Kira because he was not serious about the meetings he tried to get out. So Kira fucking killed him. Um, and we see Yotsuba discussing uh, setting up deaths. And this confirms for the task force 1000% uh, that they are affiliated with Kira. They had they had Matsuda's word, uh, but now they have their full confirmation. Uh, and uh, they start talking about how they're going to kill 
uh, you know, certain members of, you know, certain places. Um, uh, they also talk about L um, and how they're really annoyed that uh, Araldo Coyle hasn't made much progress in finding L. Um, but they say that Araldo Coyle did mention that they he, that he suspicion he has suspicion that L will catch on them if they keep con- uh, condensing their deaths to the weekends. Uh, so they decide to you know space out their deaths a little bit more. Um, so you know they they schedule a death for the next week and then they schedule a death for three weeks later. Um, and, uh, obviously Light and, uh, Chief Yagami, they want to, you know, stop these deaths, they want to get these men arrested so that these people don't die, uh, which L L is very opposed, because, you know, he surmises that if they, if they do that, then they're never going to know who the real Kira is, and if none of them are Kira, they'll just get killed, and then they'll be in a stalemate in the investigation again, so L is very opposed to... Uh, just getting them arrested and uh, trying to stop these deaths. Uh, but, you know, uh, Light and Chief Yagami, they try to figure out a way to sort of uh, try to circumvent these deaths. And the conclusion they eventually come to is that uh, Light is going to call one of the members of the Yotsuba group pretending to be L. And they pick the one they think is least likely to be Kira, but has the most influence. Um, and Light calls him up, pretending to be L, and uh, yeah, tells him... Didn't they, didn't they oh, say it was like sort of a one in eight chance now that the, the one that they'll call is Kira? Well, yeah, because there's eight of them. Like, yeah, the, the one in eight chance that we Kira, but, it's, but we gotta logically figure out... I know I'm fucking cutting out again. Which, I found out, isn't even Discord. It just my head... <laughs> So oh, I need to replace this head. Yes, because I was cutting out Death Street, which was on OBS. So it was it should have just been capturing my mic, but I I was cutting out. So it's obviously just the headset. Oh, okay, okay. You know what? After this, I'll send you a ton of Amazon links to like really uh, cheap twenty dollar fucking top quality fucking headsets. You can get a I mean, real I can, good I, I can set even... of Turtle Beaches for like you know thirty bucks. I was really satisfied with this one. I've been using it since like 2020, and only like just recently has it started to give on me. So I might just buy the set again, stick with what works. It lasted well, for that, like that's... at least a year and a half, and it was pretty good. You're you're you know, in my opinion, uh, you'll want to get like a, a set, like a cheap set, even the cheapest set of Turtle Beaches, uh, fucking headsets, man. Uh, they'll last you for years and years and years. Like only like in 2019, the headset, the seventy dollar headset that I, because I splurged on it, it was a seventy dollar headset that I got in 2012, and it finally like broke on me and stopped working. That probably in, had something uh, to do with the fact that it was a seventy dollar headset. No, dude, uh, like I'm wearing like a cheap, uh, like a cheaper fucking headset of Turtle Beaches, man. I think the 30 to $40 range ones. And uh, I've had them for almost uh, two and a half, three years, man. And they're working fucking great. So I, you I highly using recommend them, them as a mic, though, right? You have a mic. Well, yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I'm using it this. It does set. have I, a mic on is there if mic. I wanted it. Yeah, my headset in terms of audio still works fine. It's the mic that's giving out. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 
actually i think maybe what you would probably like love is like for like 30 40 bucks you can go get yourself a snowball mic that's what demi uh, was saying too but it's just uh my uh computer table is so small that i don't know where i would put it and i feel like i would also knock it over oh uh in that case man do like all the other quote-unquote professional uh streamers like me do go get yourself a mic arm man like this fucking arm that i got right now i think it was like 15 bucks on amazon and uh you know it's fucking fantastic yeah it's like it's it's definitely gonna look look into getting a better mic uh, but i think i need to look into getting a better like desk because like the way the way I am now, it's kind of just like gonna be really inconvenient because like my computer scare chair is a broken recliner uh, that's constantly leaning back, so that's not convenient for a mic, obviously. And I have a really shitty small table, so I think I need to get a better chair and a better desk, probably a better space before before I uh, get go splurge on a mic that I'm not gonna be able to use effectively. You know what I'm saying? You picking up what I'm putting down? Oh, Brother. yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I, I thought this is the part where we're just quiet and then we transition to another And then we transition thing. back into, into <laughs> yeah. Death Note. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought enough. that we were doing that. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why, why isn't he saying anything? Oh, God. <laughs> um, uh, see, yeah, uh, poses L contacts Namakawa, uh, who is one of the members of the group, um, and tells him to go at, to delay uh, the desk for one month and you know sort of gives them you know the the business dealing of like you stand you don't stand to lose anything either way we'll pardon you of your crimes of catch kira and if we don't then nothing's gonna happen anyway so you know just playing both sides is probably your best bet here unless you want to just get arrested right now because i could do that because it's wiretaps and cameras so uh namakawa uh does in fact go ahead and try to get the uh, Yotsuba group to delay the deaths that they are setting up by one month, uh, which he is successful in doing, uh, which he gives the reasoning that he wants to give Coil one month to find L uh, before they start killing again because they want to uh, prioritize getting rid of L so that they don't get exposed. Uh, real, real quick, I just want to point this out because I, I saw this uh, the, uh, when I watched the episode. Uh, another example of uh, uh, Japanese uh, Japan's love of like 70s and 80s tech from america sort of like reared its head for like a second did you see that fucking phone base and like phone uh, thing that l has you know the one that can't be traced or anything like that and has a voice yeah that's the shit that you saw in like the old 70s like uh and 80s like get smart style sort of like a uh spy slash uh detective uh, detective uh, fucking uh, shows like that was that model and I absolutely love the shit out of that I just thought that was really cool uh, yeah definitely but yeah so Namakawa uh, gets the group to put on the deaths and uh, with fuck one second I know my fucking audio is fucking up I'm cutting out again god damn it uh, don't forget to mark this down okay I I am gonna forget to mark this down. <laughs> well then mark it down. Well then mark it down right now while you're thinking about it. Uh, that's okay. No, that's not okay. You'll this is a not the part that people want to listen to. No, this is behind the music. Mm-hmm. Behind the 
fucking. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. So yeah, uh, Namakawa uh, puts off the deaths. Um, and then uh, fuck. Hold on. <laughs> My brain is getting all mixed up again. Uh, okay. And next scene. I, I know it now. Okay. So. Uh, L, uh, you know, uh, praises Light's plan, says, you know, yet we've delayed the deaths and have set up Namakawa as a mole. Uh, that was a really smart move. And then L, uh, sort of, uh, starts to proposition Light that if he were to die, Light should take over as L. Uh, and L sort of, he brings that up and uh, Light uh, is trying to figure out you know, if he's got the request and Light figures out exactly what L is doing. He fucking immediately get, has his number and it's like, yeah, sorry buddy, but I'm gonna have to expose you to the fucking room here. And then, and then Light explains that L is using uh, this proposition to try to figure out uh, light status as Kira and whether he's aware of being Kira and he's just putting on an act or if he's not aware of being Kira uh, but he still is um, uh, he's Ella's obviously trying to determine that um, and it's L's another one of L's little tests L's little tests and uh, light surmises that L thinks that um, he's arranged for uh, the powers of Kira to be returned to him and then for him to act as Kira in secret while being L. Um, and that's uh, L's little theory, um, which Light immediately figures out. And then Light sort of, you know, like, looks him dead in the eye with the most sincere of, uh, you know, sincere eyes, because he, he, again, Light Yagami does, currently believes that he is not Kira and never has been. Um, looks him dead in the eye and says, like, do you really think I'm capable of doing something like that? Do you really think I'm that kind of person? And Elle just looks at him and straight up says, yes. And I always have. Yeah, see, so that fucking vindicates me, like, that actually, like, because there was a lot of times where, like, I don't know, Mo, does this really seem like Elle really suspects lie? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking knew it. I think he probably knew it from, like, at least, like, the the first little uh, hints of doubt and suspicion that he had like before the, uh, the, the cameras before like uh, the tailing and everything like uh, I, I bet, I bet a hundred bucks. He thought that it had to be someone's, uh, you know, kid in the uh, police force, because that's the only way this started to make sense. Like, you know, cause there was at least a couple of times where L told the force something that he needed done and L sort of caught wind of that, or a light sort of caught wind of that, and uh, it happened. And uh, it was like the little things, but still, like uh, like the once or twice, like something's going on, you know. So that, that's uh, I, I think he, I think he uh, suspected him from the start. See, after that big confrontation where L just showed up, says, "Yeah, I totally think you're capable of fucking killing a bunch of people." Um, Another fucking little brawl start almost bruised. Yeah, fucking... I, I fucking I, I fucking love the shit out of this because it was immediate. Like foot and light's face and then uh, uh light's foot fist and L's face. It was just fucking fantastic looking. Like motherfucker 
Like I, I, I like how they're like actually becoming like super best friends at this point, because nothing says you're my brother like a sock in the fucking jaw. Well, I don't know. I think it was out of legitimate anger. I mean, I could probably if if somebody I was working on in a murder investigation said, "Yeah, I totally think you're capable of all these horrible crimes." Uh, I might be a little pissed myself. <laughs> like it, like the light definitely sees this as super fucked up because again, he doesn't know that he's Kira. So he's like, "Yeah, this fucking guy I'm working with thinks I am fully well capable of all these fucking murders." <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? Well, yeah, and you know, uh, they kind of chastised him. I think it was this episode where uh, there was uh, like where L was perfectly fine with uh, the Yotsuba group uh, fucking killing somebody. Yeah, I mentioned that earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, oh. So we we you did mention that then. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I just I liked how they're at least being a little consistent with the suspicions, and you kind of are. Well, not suspicions. Uh, you kind of are sort of seeing like the more uh man- manipulative, uncaring side of L in these last few episodes. Because he does that, he does something like this or akin to this, or it, you know, it, it means nothing to him as long as it furthers the investigation. Uh, you know, like if someone, you know, if Akira kills somebody, then that just furs the investigation and that allows them to capture him that much quicker. Hey, so be it, which he's like the ultimate detective that he'll do that. Like he's the guy that would probably like kill 50 people to save 200. You know what I mean? Like he would make those kind of calls. I think he's one of the few people. Yeah, that he's, really he's, make he's very logical. Um, and I think, I think though it's like, it just. L isn't completely like devoid of care. I think it's just like people that he knows he cares about more. Because like you said, the last couple of episodes, but like the last episode showed L's like super caring side because he goes way out of his way to save Matsuda, even though if Ma- well, yeah. even said, he says it himself that like if Matsuda died, it would prove all of our suspicions. But despite saying that, he still fucking goes all in on saving him. Yeah, true, true, and he, yeah, he, he even gets out in the field, so to speak, uh, and he hated doing that, but he did it anyway. So I guess it's not all bad. Maybe I'm like uh, kind of running them down a little because there's a few points against L, like not only in this episode, but in like the last, like I think four or five episodes, he's really shown kind of his. Uh, I can be shitty too. Just watch, like he's kind of like a low. He's like a low-level fucking Kira, except he won't just kill people indiscriminately, and he tries not to kill people at all. But if people die, hey, that's just the hazard of the job. Uh, yeah, certainly. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's a matter of logic. Uh, it kind of proves. Yeah. Uh, it had proved the Yotsuba group is involved, that these deaths happen, um, and it's, you know... Yeah. And he doesn't care. He doesn't care about these people. Like he cares about Matsuda. That's why he goes out of his way to save him. But these people are just, you know, random businessmen. So we let them die, and then that proves that Kira is among them. And then we, we go from there. Um, and I gotta say, I really, really like the uh, the, uh, the Yotsuba group uh, scenes like a whole lot. Like I- I'm into the uh, collective Kira sort of theory and it happened to be a boardroom 
full of like corporate fucking slime balls. And I, I really, really dig that kind of like a collective villainy sort of a vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's wild too. I guess the Yotsuba group have, has had so much focus. We haven't seen Shinigamis in a long time. Mm-hmm. Like no, 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 Rem, no Ryuk, no nothing for no mentions of the two or either. three episodes now. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's been I think about three episodes where haven't been seen, haven't been mentioned. The last scene we get is Rem going, "Humans are uh, disgusting," or what was Humans the word? Humans are she- disgusting. Yeah, yeah, disgusting. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was I think the last uh, Shinigami scene that we've got in the last few episodes. Yeah, not a lot of Shinigami action, not a lot of Death Note action. I guess we haven't even seen the Death Note in that about episodes either. Yeah, it's been a little bit since we've seen that either. Uh, I just want to say real quick in the uh, in the intro, you see one of the scenes is like an apple being strong in a little fucking uh, basket, a little uh, net thing, and uh, fucking Ryuk is just chasing after it. Then a few scenes later in the same intro, you see him like dancing around with the fucking apple. I love that. Yeah, the, those are like the trippy parts of the intros. Like you got mm-hmm. you got Ryuk dancing with the apple. You got a uh, Misa like trying to look all sexy, like like rolling around in like the weird colors and shit. Yeah, like that that uh, shot in the song where it, like just zooms in on her legs and shit. I was like, oh god, we have some Misa simps in the fucking uh, thing. <laughs> I don't know if it wouldn't be a visa simp, you know, I don't know. <laughs> She's pretty, but but still, like, a detective waifu reigns supreme so far. Ellie, for me, anyway. <laughs> detective waifu was in the show for oh, two detective episodes died. Yeah, detective waifu, like, uh, three or four episodes, actually. Uh, but uh, um, then there was uh, the, the thief chick. Who's like all like, hey, check out my titties, boom, and I'm kind of hot too, so you know I'm in, I'm into that. So she's getting a couple more points. I hate to say it, but your your girl Misa is uh, like at the bottom of the barrel here. Not that I wouldn't like bang, but you know, not waifu material for me. I think. I I don't know, man. So something about Misa. I, I don't get. I don't get how you couldn't. <laughs> she Misa to me. <laughs> And maybe this is kind of wrong to say, but Misa's the type of chick that you'll be out with like a bunch of people and you'll have done something that like you you managed to see her while she's like putting her top on with her bra and stuff because she's classy. She's not a slut or anything. You know, like she seems like pretty like a hey, legs closed. This isn't for everybody. OK, uh, uh, type of chick. But uh, she seems to be the type of person that would say, ah, oh, you know, Mo here was just trying to take a peek in, on me and my little bra, the little pervert, and say, like, you know, really, like, loving and stuff like that. But, it's like, to the rest of your fucking friends, now you're the fucking pervert of the group, and now it's all in the fucking DMs and shit, and you fucking get canceled on Twitter because, like, your friend, your friend was making an unsubstantiated, for all they know, fucking claim of your perversions. You don't even get to defend yourself because everyone looks at you like you're gross after that fucking comment. So, yeah. I'm, I'm she sorry, Mo, me... did I miss something? Did you get canceled uh, on Twitter? No, 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 passionate. no. No, I'm saying that girls like her kind of forget that, uh, you know, the things that they say because they're young and hot and famous carries weight with all the fucking clapping seals that is society. So
So anything she says is automatically believed because young, pretty, hot, famous. Uh, yeah, but anyway, to get back into the plot of the episode, uh, so <laughs> after took a quick detour there, yeah, yeah. So L and Light, uh, they start to Matsuda breaks them up, um, and then uh, Light and uh, Chief Yagami start talking again about getting the, the Yotsuba group arrested, uh, which really annoys L. They kind of argue about it again, and then eventually L says, uh, "You know." I think we should just conduct our investigation separately. Like, LL basically fucking breaks up the task force. <laughs> yeah, the last, like, three episodes, I think, have kind of had that theme where, hey, I think the task force should be broken up. Well, if you want to do it, cool, but you're not going to work for the task force and the cops anymore. Blah, blah, blah. So, like, the last few episodes have been, like, you know, threats of uh, breaking up the task force. And I'm guessing that... Th- that might have unofficially broken up like this episode, but still light is still chained to L. So how fast, how canceled is, is the task force overall? You know, well, the thing is, we'll they're, find still out next all, episode. they're operating hatch care. They're just doing it separately. Uh, L has them, you know, you can use these facilities. I'll be here too. We'll be conducting our own separate investigations. Um, you know, like, I'm sorry. I know you're, your dad's, you know, because hands are tied here, literally. So you had to come with me. Um, and they go off to Misa's room, uh, where you know Misa immediately very happy to see light, and then is annoyed that L is there still. And then L immediately starts with a line of questioning about uh, 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 Misa's feelings on light and on Kira, and getting asking, real close and real creepy, like all of yeah. a sudden, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah, he's really he's really fascinated. He wants to know. He gets up and close. He's like, uh, "Hey, you know, you you really love L, or you, you love L. You really love Light, right? And you also, but you also worship Kira. So if, who would you pick?" And, and then and Misa immediately jumps to Light. Credit. She's like, "You know, I might be grateful to Kira, but my love for Light is real." So this kind of proves uh, Rem's point uh, from a couple episodes ago, where she says, "You know, uh, when." Uh, Misa does not want to give up ownership of her Death Note because, you know, she's in love with Light, uh, who she met because he's Kira. And then Rem says, you're in love with Light Yagami, the person. That love will still remain. And it's kind of proves that entirely true because Misa's uh, more devoted to Light than she is Kira. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. This proves what Rem was saying is that her love for Light is real and doesn't have anything to do with Kira. Yeah, it's so, a yeah. touching little scene. <laughs> So yeah, Misa immediately chooses light. Um, so L says, "Okay, so if you if you get got to you know help with the investigation to catch Kira, help light, would you accept?" And that Misa's like, "Yeah, of course I would." Uh, so L states his little plan uh, that he's going to have Araldo Coil uh, let the Yotsuba group know uh, that Misa Amane might know who L is and is connected to the second Kira. Uh, so that then they'll they'll contact Misa about the advertising campaign and question her about Kira, and that'll be, you know, their little in. Uh, Light is very opposed to this because it's much too dangerous for Misa, which, of course, Misa is very happy that Light is worried about her. Um, and, you know, they sort of go back and forth with the conversation. Uh, Misa insists that she really wants to help. 
uh, Ellen Light kind of have their big argument, um, which eventually uh, Misa agrees, everything's fine, but Elle kind of like <laughs> plays dirty with Light a little bit. Like Misa accepts, mm-hmm. and he's like, and he's like, okay, uh, yeah. And then Misa's like, yay, the three of us get to work together. And I was like, well, actually, you know, Light's on his dad's side, so I guess it'll just be the two of us. What a shame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, you little bastard. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, obviously, Light's like, yeah, fuck you. I guess I am working with, with you. God damn it. Um, and, you know, L, uh, too, gives this sort of... Uh, He's talking to Misa, and he agrees that Misa is like the perfect girl for Light, and he's like buttering her up, and <laughs> she gives him a little kiss on the cheek, um, and L L kind of catches feels a little bit. That's pretty funny, and and then and then Misa's like, yeah, let's talk more, but we can be friends though. And L is like, oh, I see. So I've gained yet another friend. <laughs> it, it seems as if L can only make friends. With Serial killers, huh? This is the only friends he can make. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. So, uh, like, what does that say? Like, does it say less about Misa or more about fucking uh, uh, fucking L? So we get our we get a cute little moment. Our Misa is like, let's all be friends together. And she gets them in a little circle, and you see oh, like yeah. a freeze frame. We see a freeze frame of like light with like a really fucking annoyed face. Yeah, and Misa's like we. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, we. Uh, yeah, it goes, Ooh. yeah, we. <laughs> oh, yeah, and there's a really, I almost L. forgot about this. This is another meme line. Uh, there was a, there's a little interaction where Misa, uh, see if, I don't know if you caught the joke here, Mo, it was a little throwaway line. So Misa said, I wouldn't want to live in a world without light, and then light, and then L says, yes, that would be dark. Uh, no, as, I as didn't fucking imply, catch that, Talking Jesus. about, like, light, yeah. Yeah, Badook, like, yeah, that's one of his little jokes that he gets in every once in a while. Well, let it not be said that L's not a well-rounded character. Yeah, L's great. Um, so yeah, they, they agree, uh, they're gonna work together on their plan, and meanwhile, downstairs, the, re- the remnants of the rest of the task force are watching... And now they know that, you know, Elle and Light are working on their own thing. So like, okay, we got to work on the investigation without um, Elle and Light. What are we going to do? And that's kind of where things end. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, and there was a a little throwaway line where Mises starts talking about, I don't care, I won't break under torture at all. And goes, and Light, uh, Elle goes, I, yeah, I can actually attest to that. So she was. So I guess Watery uh, did torture her. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. Fucking Watery's fucking hardcore. When it, you know when they were held against their will, they were uh, <laughs> denied of their basic human rights, and fucking uh, Republican gun-toting dignity is like, I don't. Oh. <laughs> my oh, kids yeah. deserve fair trial. <laughs> hey, I'm fucking being a liberty, very libertarian, very American civil liberty, civil liberties union. 
uh, about that. All right, I'm not my kidding. magical serial killers that can kill people just for looking at just by looking hey. at them. It is their fair trial. Hey, hey, hey! Fucking serial killers are still people, and they still deserve a constitutionally guaranteed fair God, trial. If they can kill people just by looking at them. It doesn't matter, man. That's how we fucking. That's how we gauge ourselves as a society. That we're we're very serious when it comes to implementing our our rights and uh, uh, stuff like that fairly and equally as best as possible. And that's that's a real yeah yeah. Good luck with that when the entire fucking Charles Manson, even Charles Manson and fucking Saddam Hussein got a fair trial. Like yes, because Saddam Hussein couldn't kill people by looking at them. I don't. I I just before we get all this argument, I I one I don't see uh, the relevance in that, and that's just how it is. And two, if you if you capture a person who has that power. And you treat them like any other prisoner, they're just gonna kill everyone. Cause they can kill anyone just by looking at them. To their knowledge, they just well, need just to see their face. Them, then. Just put a fucking rag over their fucking eyes. I don't know, I feel like a lot more precaution needed to be taken, and that L went the right route there. Uh, maybe not with the torture, but certainly with the fucking uh, her getting bounded and fucking blindfolded and held. Anyway, so uh, my final thoughts on the episode. Uh, I fucking love this episode beginning to end. The intros, outros are really, really great. Uh, I love the back and forth between Elle and Light. Uh, all the characters had like a little uh, something to say. Even the fucking uh, the, the guy moving fucking stacks of paper, I think, was even in this episode for like a quick for a couple of frames. And L was acting very Elish, like the entire time they're looking at the the boardroom of the Yotsuba Yotsuba group. Uh, he's fucking around with ice cream and marshmallows, and just as he's about to fucking just snarf them all down, uh, Chief Yagami uh, just fucking uh, uh, sorrows the shit out of him. He fucking throws his marshmallows all over the place. So. I thought that oh, was yeah, light, light and Chief Yagami both yell at him and he drops them. He's like, what? What's wrong? No need to yell in unison. Oh, yeah, I, I, I like that little joke. Like they're starting to uh, throw in a little bit of self-awareness. Like they're very much aware that they're in an anime. So I enjoy that. Uh, and I, I enjoyed, like, like I said, the little interactions between their Yotsuba group, the fucking uh, uh, the potential they have a potential fucking mole in their group as well and there's there's progress in the storyline uh uh l being a little bit manipulative uh with uh misa uh, holding her uh her relationship with light sort of like dangling it in front of her is like you love your boyfriend don't you yeah you do anything for him right yeah all right, then do this. Literally, oh, literally you might be what tortured. Light, literally, what light does to like Rem? Uh, yeah, what, what, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but Rem, to her credit, though, says, "Yeah, I'll do it." I swear to God, if anything happens, I will fucking kill you, though. So no, I, I mean, like, just the interaction of like when Light sits at, sits Misa and Rem down, and and he's like, "Okay, Rem." So if Misa's happy, you're happy, right? And oh, Rem's no, like, no, no, yeah, yeah, that's the scene I'm talking about. <laughs> and, and, and then he, like, fucking puts the moves on Misa, and he's like, Misa, 
if I'm happy, will you be happy? Like, this is literally L does that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, 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 uh, poor Misa. Like, I feel bad for her, uh, throughout this entire fucking, uh, uh series so far. It's just been kind of one bad, oh, like, to her, it's like nothing but good things, but to, like, the average viewer, like, watching, like, oh, poor girl, she's just down so bad, and it's just so fucked, she just doesn't see it coming yet. Because there will eventually be a fucking downfall of of Misa, and it won't be like, you know, when she was captured, uh, it'll be, you know, she just goes down, maybe even dies, I'm not completely sure. I kind of think that she probably will end up dying, and it'll be because either because of light or uh, in a, accidentally or, you know, deliberately because of light. I, I think that she'll die because of them. Okay. Uh, but before we get into our wrap-up questions, for the first oh. couple episodes, we got some Death Note rules. Ba -ba -ba. Uh, so we got two new Death Note rules this episode. Uh, in the transitions, uh, and the first states, if written the same name on more than two death notes is completed within a 0 0.06 second difference, it is regarded as simultaneous. The death note will not take effect, and the individual written will not die. That's an odd sort of, like, scenario. I guess it must have happened once or twice to where they had to make a fucking rule for it, huh? <laughs> I suppose. Um, and then the other rule is the God of Death must at least own one Death Note. That Death Note must never be lent to or written on by a human. So that, so that checks out logically, because we know that Rem and Ryuk both got second notebooks from different uh, circumstances, and that's why they got to put them in the human world. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, wrap-up questions. Favorite character in the episode? favorite character in the episode this has actually been really hard to pick because really in my opinion i only have like three options but which one's my favorite i'll go ahead and give it to l this episode because he's uh, I, I think he's been he was the standout guy uh the standout character in this episode i thought it was very kind of l centric a little bit like everyone was kind of uh, doing stuff because of L or because L, you know, deigned it so. So, like, it was very uh, L heavy. So, I'll go ahead and give us an L on this one because I really liked everything that he did this episode. It was great. For me, I know, I know I've done it. I don't think I did it. Did I give it to Matsuda last episode? I must have, right? Uh, I think we, yeah, we, we we both gave it to Matsuda on his episode. Yeah, but the episode before, I know I did this too. And I know you're all getting tired of me saying it, but I'm going to give my favorite character to Light because I love good boy Light. He was great in this episode. He had that good moment with L. He had that good plan where he called uh, the Yotsuba group guy and pretended to be L. He had a lot of good in this episode. And we all know how much, how good I feel about good boy Light giving it to light nice nice yeah I, I can see that he was definitely one of the three characters i was talking about uh giving it to the the nod to this episode but i, th I think l deserves this one fair enough fair enough i i mean light had that amazing moment where he literally like fucking he had l's number immediately 
Like mm-hmm. he knew exactly what he was thinking. Because, you know, they're, uh, they're soulmates. So they can read each other's minds. Uh, well, pr- I think it's sort of implying that they are that because, like I said, uh, they're, they're both sort of on the same spectrum. Like, as far as, like, what's lawful good and what's, like, lawful evil. If there was, like, sort of the D&D uh, uh, emotions guide or, like, a alignment. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. The classic D&D style alignment system. Uh, they, they would both be on lawful because... Uh, Light has a lot of rules that he follows to the letter, to the T, as does uh, uh, L. And they're kind of almost the exact same person, almost the same personality as well. Both are very obsessive. Both are very uh, focused and driven when they so get on. So it's lawful good it. versus lawful evil. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. It's it's kind of no, because like- L L is like chaotic good, right? No, no, no. I, I think he's lawful because, well, like, because he, he literally works with the police departments, like, I think all of them, and he does follow a lot of the rules and the laws for the most part, but... That's true, he but does, he also literally he does, well, sends a criminal to die in his place. He fucking... He well, does all yeah. these crazy plans. I think chaotic good is a good way maybe, to describe it. Well, I hate to say chaotic neutral because, like, maybe he's no, not he's exactly good. that. He's just chaotic yeah. good. Well, you so you say chaotic good instead of lawful good? For L, yes, chaotic good. I suppose lawful good would be detective uh oh fucking chief yagami. Uh, chief chief yagami, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I suppose lawful good would be more chief yagami. And I suppose chaotic good will be it is is uh, uh L. All right, so is that still lawful evil? Uh, with uh, Light, though? I think Light descends. He starts as lawful evil, but I think he's working his way towards chaotic evil. I can see that happening, honestly. I, I see him sort of uh, going to that, because he's not quite at the extreme, but I- I'm thinking maybe uh, near the end of it all, he could fucking snap completely, and he could, he could go... Uh, chaotic evil so it would be before the end of the Ellen Light's little conflict it might be one extreme versus the other by that time so okay okay I, I see your point yeah certainly now I'm thinking of like D&D alignment charts for like every character oh yeah like as soon, like you can tell that I like a series when I start bra- breaking out alignment charts and shit for him I, I, I think Misa. I think Misa is the textbook definition of chaotic neutral. But she's so good, though. But is she I mean, like? Well, like, yeah, she's a serial killer, but she's. I mean, she's not really a. Threat she's like that- this nice, bubbly little girl, but she also is a fucking serial killer. I think chaotic neutral describes that perfectly. Well, but she's only a threat to, like, you know, police people and people fucking with light slash Kira. Yeah, so, but then like, she's not she, good. It, no, I, I, think I think she's evil she's good. either. No, I, I think she's good because she helps out a lot. She's willing to do anything for her man. She cooperates. She can take fucking torture. Uh, she's extremely loyal. She, you know, uh, she didn't break under pressure. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff that uh 
Uh, life like, doesn't a, break under pressure all more... the time. That doesn't mean he's good. No, he's a, he's a scumbag. But like w- with Misa, Misa's though, just fucking crazy. She's chaotic neutral. I think uh, I, I I don't. Well, yeah, but she only she's not a threat to you and me, though. She ever met. That's why she's not once, evil. She's chaotic and neutral. Yeah, but how can you be that neutral but still be that good? Because she leans both ways. She's a fucking serial killer, but she's also, you know, the good things that you described. And she's just fucking insane. She's chaotic neutral. But do you yeah, think I that I have to agree with Riley here. Okay, so you... <laughs> okay. All right, hey, Demi. Uh, so, all right, so y'all kind of think that she's cognizant as to how uh, evil she is and that she knows she's doing some sort of evil? Well, I think she knows, but it's just like she's fucking, she's fucking insane. Well, like say, okay, so say that we take her to court over this. Do you and say it was in Texas where the death penalty is on the fucking table? Do you think that yeah, she would be able her. to get? Of course, they no, execute but you, Lisa. But do you think that she would get away with an insanity plea? Or uh, uh, another guest that just got in here, Game Destroyer Forty Two, uh, suggested Don't in chat. Him. Well, I already did, so it's too late. Uh, uh, they suggest, or she's just bipolar. So maybe it's maybe you're actually right, Riley and Demi, since uh, you chimed in. Uh, maybe she really is chaotic neutral. Yeah, I think chaotic neutral is a good way to describe uh, Misa. Um, I'm thinking about other characters here. I, I um, guess, in my opinion, chaotic neutral kind of means to me might help you out, might steal your car. Yeah, and that describes Misa perfectly. Okay, all right, I'll I'll go ahead and give it to you then. Uh, I guess all the task force members, most of them would fall under, you know, uh, lawful good. Lawful <laughs> like Matsuda, good, yeah. Like and Mogi and... Yeah, um... What about the what about the con man and the thief? Oh, chaotic neutral, definitely. They're they're criminals, but they're criminals for kind of pay. You know, it's kind of like uh, the Ocean's Eleven or any uh, generic fucking uh, uh, heist movie, where, where where the where the bad guys aren't the bad guys that betray each other at the beginning of the movie. Uh, they're the rest of them. Fair enough. Uh, but anyway, we got off track a little bit on this D&D alignment no, chart. No, 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 no. This is, I, I think this... Uh, this is good content. I'm just saying yeah, it was yeah, off yeah. track from where we were going. Um, uh, so I say light, you say L for favorite character. Uh, favorite scene? Uh, I do, th- one more thing. I do think the Yotsuba group as a collective, I think that's true evil as far as alignment. I, I think those guys are like true evil. I don't think there's chaotic or anything. Because they vote on who has to, who's going to die, and it's all very orderly, very bureaucratic, you know, uh, very. I it was true neutral. Evil, was the it was you're either chaotic, lawful, or neutral, and you're either good or bad. Well, no, there there's true neutral as well. There's true neutral. What's the difference then, between true neutral and well, neutral? Well, true. Well, uh, 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 have you seen Futurama? No. Well, yeah, I've seen are, some. Are, of okay. It. So there's a, a character there, basically like they're making fun of the Swiss for being neutral in every war, where they're like, tell my wife hello before he's going to die and all that. They're just very neutral, never pick a side, either one. But uh, th- there's there's true neutral. Uh, I-, I think there's 
I, I think lawful good or chaotic good is like, well, maybe it's true good. I don't know. Blah blah blah. I'm getting fucking. I think uh, I, I think it's just a here. difference in terms. Like, there's three, like there's three categories, and then there's two alignments. There's good and there's evil, and you can be lawful good, a neutral good, or chaotic good. I I, can... I think I think there is a true neutral and true evil though because there's like a difference between true neutral and chaotic or uh, a, a true evil and chaotic evil i think i could be completely wrong and then again well, there's many variations evil, right oh uh, I, I i don't quite recall but there are other there are also many variations of the dnd alignment chart maybe so. it's true i think it is uh it just depends on like the variation you're looking at. Sometimes it's used it uses the term neutral as the adjective, but I think that is what you're thinking of as true evil. Could also be called neutral evil. Uh quite possibly, quite possibly. Uh but anyway, yeah, favorite scene, Mo? Uh favorite scene was I, I think the back and forth between Light and L when the, before they punch and kick each other in the face. Uh, I, I like that whole little sequence, and plus the uh, the part where uh, Light's thinking on his fucking toes. Here he goes, hey, how about I make a phone call, come up with this plan? You know, it had a beginning, a middle, and end. It was executed to perfection. Uh, Light didn't fall uh, falter at all, and then there was the one of L's little tests, and, uh, uh, you know, Light called him out on it, and, you know, L, to his credit, I can't seem to pinpoint any specific scene where L has ever lied to anybody that are at least one I can't recall anyway maybe there's a couple of instances where he fabricated some truth but as far as I can tell he's well, there's, never there's actually the, hold there's on. the time he's, he has somebody tell tells them that he's L when he's not L <laughs> that, that was a lie okay well yeah the, okay so there's that alright I mean for not about 98-99% of the time, he never actually lies to anyone in the task force or to light at all. So, like, that whole little, like, uh, that little uh, uh, scene right there, that whole scene I thought was really, really good. I think that's my scene of the episode. My nod. Fair enough. Uh, I was kind of thinking that scene, too, but I guess to be different, I will go ahead and give it to uh, the interaction between Light, L and Misa. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like that a lot too uh, for the character interactions. I like the little friendship circle at the end. I like how L kind of manipulates in a very similar way to what Light did to Rem, just to you know kind of show the parallels between the two characters. Um, and yeah, uh, I'll go ahead and give it to that scene. Uh, as for rating out of ten, I'll go ahead and you know what? Hmm. I, I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Uh, let me jump in front of you and give you my mind first. Uh, I think this might be one of my favorite episodes of this uh, of the uh, series so far. And really, yeah, I, I fucking love the shit out of it. I love the the new intro. I thought there was a ton of character development. The uh, well, not well, character the, well, the development new intro so doesn't much. count towards the episodes credit. I don't think. That's I, well, I mean, like that's going to be in every episode through. from now on. Well, I, I think it might did well. Maybe it gets an extra point because I, I love the shit out of it. Uh, I, I give it, man. Maybe it wouldn't be. Maybe it's not a ten out of ten, 
but it's definitely like the closest to a 10, like a 9.8 or a 9.9. Like when, it, it really okay, is. That, I, I think, I think so. It, it's a very, very strong nine. I'm surprised. Cause I think this is for me, one of the weaker episodes. I wasn't even considering going lower than I've ever gone. Not because I don't like it, but just because I feel like out of what we've watched so far, it probably is the weakest, in my personal opinion. So I was kind of thinking of dipping it down to 7.5, but then I think about the character moments and stuff, and the friendship circle, and just all this uh, really good uh, character stuff in there, and I will at least definitely give it an 8, which is uh, on par with a lot of other episodes, and I believe that's the lowest score I've given so you guys don't have to scream in unison. There's little jokes in there. The I can't live without my life. Yeah, it would be a little it would be very dark. You know, like it's it's little shit like that. The interactions with all the characters. You had uh story movement with the Yotsuba group with the potential mole in there. And now uh at least one of them fucking knows the deal that they are being fucked with, are being watched. So uh if you think about it, the group's fucking uh, days might be numbered. And uh, so th- there's there's tension uh, now, and I appreciate the tension a whole lot. Plus, you have uh, two task force task forces uh, uh, now. Th- blah, 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 blah. You have two task forces now that are going up against uh, the Yotsuba group and going up against Kira now. So, you know, who knows? Uh, like, I- I'm looking forward to the future episodes, like the- especially next week's episode. Uh, especially because I'm really like dying to see how far this goes. Well, I wonder. I wonder what team people are going to be more interested in. The, they're they're both trios. You got the trio of the three main characters that everybody loves, and then you have one side character that nobody knows anything about, and then Chief Yagami and Matsuda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You pretty much really have just two dudes. Plus the guy who like who's yeah the guy who fucking carries stacks of paper who's he with the chief or fucking uh, 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 L or will he be doing double duty for both groups carrying giant stacks of paper? Well, that was Mogi, I think, and Mogi is with uh, Chief Yagami and uh, Matsuda. It, it's two tri- it's two task force trios. You got L Light and Misa, and you got a uh, uh, Chief Yagami, Matsuda, and Mogi. Oh, okay. So that is the third guy. Oh, okay, okay. I wasn't sure if there was sort of a, a fourth unofficial quote unquote guy there. No. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. To me, he's uh, forever going to be until I see him shoot somebody. He's the tall stacks of paper carrying around guy. Like that's his official designation for me. Is that? <laughs> I believe he does get a little bit of character at some point. I don't know. <laughs> a lot of him I don't remember. Because all the other characters are so much better. <laughs> but, you know, maybe maybe Mogi will get his time in the sun. We'll have to see. I, I foresee a spin-off series uh, with him. <laughs> the Mogi all show. He does, yeah, where all he's doing the entire time, like he's trying to bust this one criminal, but he's got to carry this giant fucking stack of paper while he's like juggling his gun and his fucking valuable paperwork that he's got to get And then the he, chief. the criminal shoots him and you think he's going to die, but the papers stopped the bullet. I was like, sack of paper, you so cray cray. It's a buddy cop movie, and his and his co lead is a stack of paper. Yeah, it's like if fucking Rick and Morty, how you know, like, hey, you're you're reckless and out of control. I'm putting you with baby legs. Oh, chief, I work alone. 
Oh, baby legs. You got baby legs. Now you got a guy with regular legs. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of like baby that. legs and regular legs. Yep. Mm hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I guess that's it for uh, Death Note talk. Uh, anything you wanted to bring up, Mo, uh, outside of that spectrum uh, um, here at the end? I guess, uh, uh, you know what? I, I guess uh, I can do a quick political thing. Uh, Russia is threatening to cut off the complete gas supply to Europe. So we might actually be for real on the cusp of World War Three because one thing humanity loves to fight over is resources. And gas is a pretty fucking sought after commodity. And, you know, cutting it off, cutting the whole supply line off on an entire fucking continent is not going to help things. So that should be fun. Keep an eye out. Didn't he say that uh, Europe and America would have to pay for gas and Bitcoin? Uh, no, he wants <laughs> he wants uh, he hasn't take taken aim at America just yet because it's mostly a kind of a, more of a European problem. I, I think we're just doing it for clicks and to make fucking President Biden look like he's competent and that he's fucking doing something. Uh, but really, it's a fucking European problem. And uh, he's telling the Europeans, you got to pay in rubles now. Or else, uh, we're not going to take any other fucking rubles or Bitcoin. No, I don't think he's doing Bitcoin either. I think uh, other countries are starting to uh, adopt Bitcoin as a viable currency. There's a, a, a bot that I follow on Twitter that gives me uh, cryptocurrency news, and right now, uh, ETH and BTC is being adopted by a lot of like developing, developing coming out of third world status sort of uh, countries and that'll bring him into first world status it'll be a crypto uh, currency man I could have sworn maybe I, I just like her maybe Dick Masterson said it as a joke and I just took it as fact but I could have sworn yeah, he said yeah. ruble or bitcoin yeah half of what Dick says on, on cryptocurrency is complete bullshit and it's just a bit and he says it sort of like so seriously that you kind of forget and you don't notice. But, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Poo Poo wants uh, Europe to pay for gas in rubles. That way it sort of undermines all of the sanctions that were levied against the country. Because if he can do that and he, they have till as of this recording, uh, 24 hours. So basically this is the 31st right now on April Fool's Day. He says that's their fucking, uh, their, uh, what is your answer, yes or no? That's their deadline, their ultimatum. Oh, God, today is April Fool's Day. I can't wait for all the unfunny fucking garbage. Oh, God, the, I'm pregnant. I got an abortion. I'm getting, you know, I'm leaving, you know, VTubing or, uh, you know, I hate all of you. <laughs> Can we get Debbie like Bloom to tweet that on April Fool's Day? Oh. <laughs> tweet, I'm pregnant. <laughs> And then a couple hours later, I got an abortion. <laughs> I'm pregnant with aliens. Well, guys, the time has finally come for me to break my silence. I am officially shit, done like it's about to come down with Riley and oh, all the shit. Riley adjacent communities. Oh, no. I'm done with largest issue in the galaxy. I'm done with Kira's kingdom. What the fuck and is going on? And for the love Wait, of fucking Christ, I'm done fucking with the Brony Initiation a... podcast. You are no, never going to see a podcast it, from either one of us working together again. And it's going to be that way for all of eternity. 
It's never gonna All happen. I am done. I am officially severing ties. Fuck everybody who's involved. Fuck all of you. Fuck all the listeners. Uh, I hope your daughter dies in a car accident and you have to look at her mangled fucking corpse. And uh, you 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 get AIDS. Bye. And always remember, folks, that's life. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Demi Gloop, did you just make that? Um, I made that like 20 minutes ago, and you guys were talking about me doing April Fool's things, and I thought it would be funny to just interrupt yeah, the podcast. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but Demi, you should probably, you should tweet, I'm pregnant tomorrow morning. <laughs> I'll tweet, I'm pregnant in exactly one hour, because it'll be April Fool's Day for me. <laughs> yes. Tweet up front, and then later in the day, tweet I got an abortion. <laughs> I will, I will do. I'll, or I'll like quote tweet it, be like, update, got an abortion, <laughs> with a big ass thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, but yeah, I think that'll about do us tonight for Kira's Kingdom. Thank you all for listening. Mo, where can our listeners find you? Our listeners can find me at twitter.com forward slash mosidegaming42. And you can definitely find me after tomorrow because unlike Riley, I don't have a fucking hurricane or a fucking tornado. (laughs) It looks like it's about to blow my fucking house uh, clear across the fucking world. I mean, shit, man. I wasn't trying to be rude or sound. I think you got a fucking major storm going out there, huh? Like how bad's it coming down right now? Probably not as bad as it sounds, but it is kind of coming down. A little okay. concerning. Yeah, twitter.com forward slash gaming42 Got a pinned tweet with all my stuff on there. Go check it out. Go check out twitch.tv slash modiggity. I'm almost at a thousand followers over there. Uh, check me out, Gaming as well on uh, TikTok because I'm, I'm dropping bangers all fucking day and I'm making fucking, you know, I'm getting fucking views and follows and shit and after just like, I think 240 260 more i'll have a thousand on there and i can live stream on fucking tiktok and that'll actually be a lot of fun because i'm having a lot of fun on that platform because all i ever do really is just make clips of the stream put them up on there and i get a lot of engagement a lot of people talking back to me and like talking to me and dming me and shit so i've been having a lot of fun so hell yeah twitter twitch tiktok Go check it out. There you go, folks. Uh, you can check me out. Uh, you're already there. Anchor.fm slash Riley Megafeed. Uh, there's links to everything know? that I do. Oh, it's almost like it's the only place this is available. Um, yeah, you can definitely check that out. Uh, there's cool podcasts. In the description is everything else that I do. And yeah, thank you all for listening to Curious Kingdom. I've been Riley. And I've been Mo. And we'll see you all next time for episode 21. Da-da-da-da.